to the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What is up, Cougar fans? For the first time all year, we're coming to you after a BYU loss. But leading up to it, you have to admit, it was a really fun week. After two days to prepare and fly across the country and drive an equipment truck, too, that everyone randomly tracked on Twitter, against an undefeated top 15 team running the most exotic offense BYU has faced all season. The Cougars still took it down to the last play of the game, only to fall just a yard short of the win. After their first loss of the season, they dropped a few spots in the rankings and are on to the final opponent of the schedule in 2020, San Diego State. What a weird year, man. There's also a basketball game on the schedule for today against, oh yeah, Utah. But let's tackle these one at a time. First football, and to help us get to know San Diego State a little better, our producer Cole has looked up some facts about the Aztecs to get to know the foe a little better. What's up, Cole? Hello, Lauren. Hi. But before, listen, before we get to San Diego State, let's talk about a very important topic, the all-black uniforms. Oh, of course. The all-black uniforms. Those things are so sweet looking, in my opinion. The last time BYU wore them was in 2016 against Utah State. What do you think about it? A game them? that BYU won, right? Taysom yes. Hill. The, the Taysom Utah State games that, that I remember aren't always the fondest memories. No. But, but the 2016 one was Jamal Williams having like over 100 yards and and they got the win, right? 28 to 10. And so it's a good memory and they just look so nice. And it's going to be a night game. Like San Diego State prides themselves on their night games. Uh huh. But. In Provo, in the All Blacks, I think BYU's got the edge, uh, looks-wise. Dun-dun-dun! Billy Nixon, who came on our show, what's it been, a couple months now, he's in charge of uh, the equipment for BYU. We didn't, I mean, he was having a good year even before we had him on, that's why why we got him here. BYU equipment has just been crushing it all year. Oh, they really have. He's, they have been absolutely phenomenal, and to reveal this, they actually had Matt Bushman Coming to the locker room after the win against like, North Alabama. North Alabama, yeah. that's right. And uh, and so the team just went crazy. And Billy wouldn't tell us whether they were going to wear these we, uniforms or not. We tried not. to ask point blank. We were like, okay, of all the uniforms people ask about, like we tried to like edge into it a little bit. Like what? And then we like seriously said, hey, what about the yeah, All we're Blacks? Like, okay, he but we're being serious now. He Are they going to wear this thing? But which which made you know that they were going to wear them? Oh, yeah. Because or else he would have said, no, nah, not this year. You know, oh, no. But when, when they're staying silent about it, you know something's on the horizon. Save it for the season finale. San Diego State, baby. So let's talk a little bit, though. So last year, San Diego State held BYU to just three points. And this was either the last or second to last game of last season as well. After yep. a pretty good year, and then just things kind of fell. Yep. It, it was such a weird game to watch because BYU... It, it, I mean, kind of like watching uh, Coastal Carolina, where they started driving. We're like, okay, this is the drive where the offense is going to figure it out, yep. right? But exactly. Yeah, three points in the whole game, and like it was thirteen to three final. It was just so weird. It was it was depressing, and it was definitely unexpected. But the Aztecs this year again have a top ten defense in the country in eight different defensive categories. So BYU's offense is is going to have to be ready to roll. Uh, Tonight and also they San Diego State is a run heavy offense similar to Coastal Carolina, but BYU is not going to have to deal with anything. I don't even think even close oh to what Coastal Carolina the threw at kind them. Kind of triple option, kind of yeah, RPO, what, kind what of. What was that? What what? It, I don't even know what that was. It was, but it it was ball control worked. to the max. Exactly. Well, so the Cougar defense uh, isn't going to have 
quite their hands full like they did last week. But the offense, on the other hand, is going to have to put the work in. This will be the Zach Wilson revenge game because he he sounded just in the postgame press conferences for Coastal Carolina like he couldn't get into rhythm and he was just very frustrated with himself. And, and this is a guy that is looking to be a top 10 draft pick. He's This is where he makes the statement. And I, I think that's going to be a really good thing for Cougar fans. I agree. It's not just for his team. And I really do believe he he's all he said he was all in. When people asked him, "Are you are you going to opt out before the bowl game? Are you you know are you going to yeah, go yeah. pro?" He's like, "Listen, I I'm all in on this team right now, and I want to do it for them," which I think is 100 percent true. But I also think, like you said, he is looking to the future a little bit. How could you not? Mm-hmm. Like all eyes are on me and have been on me, and I didn't have the greatest game last week when when most of the eyes in the entire country were on me. and so The, I, the he, most eyes, I think, in like 10 years yep. for an ESPNU broadcast. That's Why they stuck this game after college game day was there, two undefeateds, two top 15s. Yes. Uh, I, who even uh, knows what was on ESPN during that game because, uh, I mean, yeah. I'm, we figured out, but no one was watching it. Everyone was watching the BYU Coastal Carolina game. But anyway, I love BYU fans. They're always going to be watching. That's ESPN. Right. That's right. And and they've got something to watch this evening against San Diego State. Another pretty decent team. So let's kind of look at the Aztecs let's for this it. year. Coming off uh, a couple losses. So uh they've they've lost to Colorado, the the undefeated Pac-12 team at 3 and 0. And then they beat Colorado State just in their most recent game, but they're four and three total, uh, fourth in the Mountain West, and so let's kind of look at the history of San Diego State and, and where they've come from. They're in the Mountain West right now. They they kind of toyed with the Big East like everyone was doing back the last time conference realignment happened. Remember there were rumors about Boise State, mm-hmm. TCU was like officially in the Big East, and then they weren't. So like this this crowd of teams that BYU has rivalries with in the Intermountain West that are all looking for a way to, you know, increase their national prominence. And I think BYU belongs in that category. San Diego State is kind of right there, too, right? Um, One of their biggest rivalries is with Fresno State, uh, another team kind of in that category. They play for the old oil can. If you thought our old wagon wheel was kind of goofy or some the of the other... old oil tro- can. It's an old oil can that Fresno that State neat. and San Diego State play for each year. Uh, we we also we have fun looking at some of the the famous alumni, alumnus, alums from each <laughs> university that we end up playing. Uh, Take how about, your pick. How about Carl Weathers? Uh, most recently on The Mandalorian, uh, every once in a while, of course, famous for the Rocky movies. He played football. At San Diego State. Apollo. That's right. Apollo, Apollo Creed. Creed. Played for San Diego State. Player. Uh-huh. And he played for Man. coach Don Coriel when he was coaching at San Diego State before he went on to coach the San Diego Chargers and have that offense light up the NFL, you know, Dan Fouts, all, all those records that yeah. they set in the early 80s. He was doing that same thing in college in the 70s with San Diego State. What was his position? Carl what? Weathers? Uh, ooh, I didn't look that up. <laughs> I think he was. I think he was a linebacker. Okay, if I saw right. What? Okay, listen. Not a huge fan of San Diego State, but if if Apollo Creed wasn't Aztec, I might have to start cheering for him. That's awesome. They have played in a few different stadiums. They're getting ready to have a brand new stadium 
on the campus of San Diego State. It will be called Aztec Stadium. Before that, they played in old Jack Murphy slash Qualcomm slash, you know, whatever San Diego was doing. But that is currently being demolished so that they can oh, make dang. room for this new stadium. Uh, right now, they're playing in that StubHub Center mm-hmm. where the Chargers were kind of playing, right? The soccer field. It's not called StubHub right now, but it's it's that soccer field. Right. Um, not to, they, they get a real stadium, though, tonight. It's going to be in... Uh, Lavelle Edwards. Heck yeah, man. I mentioned Don Coriel, uh, one of their famous previous coaches. Uh, another name you might recognize, John Madden, was an assistant coach for the Aztecs. And even right now, their current coach, Brady Hoke, has had quite a bit of success throughout college. Uh, he used and to we're be not sure if Brady Hoke is a, a huge fan of BYU. Right. Uh, as per his recent interviews, uh, saying... Somebody asked him if he in the future would like to make it a consistent scheduling against BYU. And, and he basically was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know about that. Hmm. So I, I don't know if he's a big fan of BYU. Maybe not giving BYU the respect. And I feel like he knows they deserve respect. But he's just like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know if I like these guys. So we'll see what happens. But And there is plenty to talk about between BYU and San Diego State on the basketball court. But, Lauren, I'm going to save that stuff because next week is when BYU basketball plays San Diego State in basketball. And so we'll save all and that Kawhi Leonard fun. I was just going to say, yeah, shall yeah, we yeah, tease yeah. Jim and Fredette Kawhi Leonard matchup? Absolutely. 2011. Ah, oh, those were the days. Okay, continue. So I mentioned Carl Weathers played a little linebacker when he was in college before he went on to be, you know, a very famous actor. There are plenty of other players that have, and he also actually played in the NFL for a couple years as a linebacker for the Oakland Raiders. There's plenty of other guys, though, that have played for San Diego State through the years that have had more successful professional football careers, like, for example, a guy named Marshall Falk, a Hall of Fame running back you know, seven-time pro bowler, one of the best runners in NFL history, second overall draft pick, Marshall Falk. Uh, he played for San Diego State. Also, uh, Kabir Gabajabilamila and his brother Akbar Gabajabilamila. I'm sorry, what? Uh, I would love Gazoon any type. excuse possible to say those names. <laughs> so they both played in the NFL. Akbar was mainly for the Raiders. Kabir played a little bit for the Packers. But but uh, folks nowadays might recognize Akbar Gabajabilamila more as the host of American Ninja Warrior. Hey. He's one of the guys that like screams and gets excited when people like jump across a giant cavern from one giant from one little like rope to another as they do on on that show. Yeah, it's, he's now uh, a famous television personality. So, San Diego State getting you ready for the the real entertainment world in addition to the NFL world. All right, so now that we know a little bit more about San Diego State Next, we're going to be talking about a school that really needs no introduction, but we're going to talk about him anyway. We've got Manny Hendricks, the Senior Associate Athletic Director for Development at the University of Utah, talking hoops with us coming up next. This is Cougar Tailgate. the Cougar tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. There's a rivalry on the hardwood with BYU hoops and the Utah Utes here at the Marriott Center tonight. And to help us warm up, we've got Manny Hendricks on Zoom with us, the Senior Associate Athletic Director for Development, the University of Utah. He also played for the Utes from 82 to 86. You might have heard of him. Welcome to the Cougar tailgate, Manny. Thank you. Glad you guys had me on. 
we're excited to have you. So we usually ask about a favorite sports memory when we start these interviews, but I can guess what might be one of yours. 1985 WAC tournament against Wyoming, one second on the clock. Does that ring any bells? Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> Where does that rank among some of your favorite memories? Gosh, you know, it was uh, it's probably the highlight. Uh, it was just one of those moments where you just thought the season was over with because it was a tournament and, uh, and the shot just miraculously went in. But no question, it was uh, it was it was a big shot. But I w- I would say uh, probably my best moments was probably playing against that team down south. The blue team. <laughs> Oh, hey, hey, you now now you need to elaborate a little bit. Which one of those games was your favorite? Gosh, I, you know, I think all of them. Uh, it, it was such a intense rivalry. Uh, you know, BYU have such a great program and it's great, great organization down there, great leadership that, I mean, you was measured by that game, you know, and, uh, you know, we played them twice a year and uh, it always brought out the best. Uh, in all of us, uh, as you'll see, as you'll see tonight, uh, when those te- two teams play, I mean, you throw out the record book. Uh, it doesn't matter about the talent. It doesn't matter about the rankings. There were times when we were clearly uh, more talented than BYU, and they beat us, and vice versa. There was time when there was more talent, and we and we beat them. Uh, it, it's just a game that. Um, you do all the little things that you don't that you don't do in other games because of the the what this game means not just to the to the student athletes but just to this community. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's it's impactful, and I know tonight, you know, there won't be you know with the virus and the pandemic we're in, you still feel the weight of twenty one thousand people uh, being in in BYU Stadium, or you'll feel the impact of fifteen thousand people here. It's that much weight on this game, and I know the players are going to play hard on both teams. So I'm, I'm excited to see see what happens tonight. I completely agree with you. And you mentioned that it's so interesting when one team is is clearly the better team, but it almost doesn't matter once once you step onto that court. And, and the football side of the rivalry gets a lot of attention. But give us some specifics on what it was like playing in this game while you played in the '80s. Well, I think when I played it, you know, Utah, and I tell people all the time, Utah is a basketball school. You know, BYU certainly have a richer tradition in football. But, I mean, this town, this community loves basketball. I mean, we can sell out. We play on the same night as BYU, uh, Weber State, and Utah State. We all sell out the same night. I mean, this is a basketball-rich community, and our program, uh, football-wise, has kind of stepped up the last 15 or so years. But when I played, everybody couldn't wait to the basketball season because there were guys on our team, especially local kids who wanted to go to BYU but didn't go, and kids who wanted to go here uh, and 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 wasn't you know wasn't uh, recruited and they went to BYU. So, I mean, it's just a game that your family is involved. It's a game that everybody watches and. And people want to know at the end of the day, did you beat BYU? You know, we don't care if you was 25 and 5, did you beat BYU? You know, we don't care if you was 10 and 20, did you beat BYU? And so that's how impactful this game is. It's it's bragging rights in this state. And, you know, it's the one game that splits families up. So, <laughs> so 
you know, but it, it's 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 uh, it's a competitive game. It's a clean game, and I re- I respect every guy I played with against BYU and had a lot of respect for us as well, as well. But it, it's it's just a game that it's a weight that you really you exhausted before the game start, <laughs> and and I, I can tell you tonight that, um, you know, the guys feel the same way. You just want to get this game started. You know, because you're so exhausted going into this game of, of you, you watch extra film, you know, you watch all the little things that you don't normally do when you plan against other teams. And you've been working at the University of Utah for, I think this is your 27th year now. So I'm sure you know these student athletes really well. You mentioned how they're preparing for the game tonight. What, what's kind of the feeling right now as the team pre- prepares to, to play BYU? Well, I think right now all our kids are just happy to be playing again, especially with what's, what's going on around us. Certainly that's more important uh, than a game. Uh, but I think it's important uh, for our student-athletes, you know, just to be able to go out and give the fans something in this community to get their mind off what's going on, you know, the last seven, eight months. And so our student-athletes are really excited about that, you know, to be able to you know, give the fans something that they can escape for a couple of hours uh, and not think about that and just kind of get the fans to back to at least some some sort of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I know they, they're grateful to do that and excited to do that. But certainly with everything that's going on, it just um, I think guys are just more appreciative and uh, have a newfound respect uh, for just being able to go out and compete because you can see how easy that can be taken away. And and our kids are, are certainly grateful. Our coaching staff feel the same way. And uh, But at the end of the day, they, they're going down there to win. They, they know they have a job to do. They know the community is watching. So like I said, there's a pandemic going on. <laughs> they want to know, did you beat BYU? <laughs> <laughs> or what happened against BYU? You know, so they, they, they carry that weight with them. Absolutely. The, the new guys, uh, don't feel the impact yet because they knew they don't know it. But trust me, the guys who've been there before know what this game means because this is something you'll be talked about uh, 20 years from now. Very few people remember the Wyoming game, but a lot remember BYU hmm. if we want a loss. And so that that's how big it is. Yeah, I agree. And as much as, as people want to downplay now that BYU – and Utah are in different conferences. It still means a lot to people in the state. And and I agree with you. Thank heavens for sports in 2020 during this super strange pandemic that's going on. But Utah right now is, I believe, 2-0. and So what's something about this Utah team that average college basketball fans might not be aware of? Well, I, I think um, obviously our leadership is the same. Coach K, I think, one of the best coaches in the country. I think this team is young, but, you know, they have some veteran players in Allen and and and, and, uh, and Jonesy, uh, Chris Jonesy's son. I, I just call him Jonesy, hmm. um, the little point guard. But those guys are young, but they've been around. They've been in some battles, and um, they play well together. And I think they're going to surprise a lot of teams being in a different conference. I, mean, I don't think it matters. I mean, it – a lot of our coaches and a lot of our players are measured uh, about what they've done against BYU. Uh, we could 
you know, we can lose to USC, we can lose to Arizona State, but you know, you don't, don't lose to BYU. <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> so you still feel that impact in, in all of our sports, and our coaches feel it. And uh, you know, I, I I've watched BYU just because um, the head coach's wife uh, is this the head coach of BYU right now. His mm-hmm. I had a chance to meet him after our game here. And the reason why I keep an eye on them is because he's married to my head basketball coach at the time, was Len Archibald. Okay. So he's married to Leanne. When I met him, he said... You talking about Mark Pope? Pope, yes. <laughs> he married uh, uh, Leanne Archibald. I've been knowing Leanne since she was six years old. Oh, my goodness. I'm like a big brother to her. And, you know, and so when, when I met him after the game, you know, it was a tough, obviously a tough loss for him. But he said to me, he said, you know what? I'm so glad to finally meet you because I've heard so much about you all my life that, uh, you know, it's a weight off my shoulder. Because my, <laughs> my wife and mother-in-law talk about you so much <laughs> that I'm just happy to meet you. So, <laughs> so it, was kind of a, it was kind of a touching moment. But, you know, I, I certainly wish them the, the best of luck. And I think he's a great young coach you know, up-and-coming coaches and all the college sport. And I, I think he's, he's going to be a guy that's uh, going to have a great career at BYU. And, and to be honest, quite frankly, I think it's going to be hard to keep him in, in the state. I think he's that good. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I, love, I love that story because I feel like there can be a lot of animosity between University of Utah and BYU for different reasons. So it's always nice. There, there's also so many connections. We're talking to Manny right. Hendricks, the, the Senior Associate Athletic Director for Development for the University of Utah. All right, Manny, we got to get to this because I'm so fascinated by it. You played basketball for Utah from 82 to 86, but you signed with the Dallas Cowboys as a cornerback after Utah, playing six years with them, starting two of those years, and then one year with the Buffalo Bills. You only played football in high school. And apparently yeah. this all started with a foot race during football practice at the University of Utah. Give us that story. Yeah, at a spring game. Wow, you've, you've done your research. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was one of those situations where doing our spring game, you know, back then in the 80s, spring game was played a little bit later because we were on a quarter system. And so we didn't get out of school until late June. And the spring game was – around May and the, the draft was in June. And so at the spring game, uh, I was there and one of our former players who was just, who played with the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers just got a Super Bowl ring with the 49ers, I believe, by the name of Dale Rogers. <laughs> and he came back as a tradition and he, one of the former players were kind of announcing the game with Bill Markoff. And he's a guy that had been playing basketball with us during this time as well, just to kind of stay in shape. And I was really, you know, roughing up on the basketball court. <laughs> he, he didn't like that. And so he saw me at the football game while he was announcing the game, and then he called me out to a race. <laughs> and, and I was like, hey, I'm not going to race you. You're <laughs> football. And so he kind of got the crowd involved. And so a couple of my teammates said, hey, you know, man, you he can't guard you on the basketball court. You go right around him. So you got to be faster than him if you're in a foot race, and it's only 40 yards. <laughs> And so I said, okay, well, I'll race you, but we only go 30 yards. I, I can't run 40. I, I'll race you 30. So we raced 30, and I beat him by like 10 yards and 30 yards. So I'm thinking, <laughs> like, man, this dude, I've another, you know, three steps. There's another 10 yards, right? <laughs> so I said, okay, this, we'll, go, we'll go 40. 
And so we decided to go 40 yards and we went 40 and I turned around backwards like the last 10 yards. <laughs> and the Dallas Cowboys scouts were there, Gil Brett. And um, he, he was a general manager or player development. And he said, hey, you know, would you be interested in playing football? And I was like, hey, you know, I've I played football since, since high school. He said, well, you know, it was just like playing basketball. You just, you know, your defensive back, just play one-on-one with your, like you play one-on-one with your guy. I'm like, okay, cool. So I ran a 40-yard dash for him when, uh, you know, the next day. And, and the draft was a couple of weeks later. They, um, they didn't draft me, but they invited me to camp. And so they invited me to Dallas. And I just remember the night before I flew in on a Wednesday night and the mini camps were Thursday, Friday. West Scott flew in on Thursday. The mini camps were Friday, Saturday. You leave on Sunday at noon. And I just remember on that, that Thursday night, it rained so hard. And I'm thinking, like, there's no way you're going to practice it. It feels <laughs> going to be muddy. And, you know, you don't, you know, I'm, I didn't play football. Yeah, I didn't think you, I forgot you don't, you play in the rain, you play in the mud. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went out there and went through the drills and and I hadn't backpedaled in a long time and and guys would kind of beat me in routes and things like that, but you know, stop and go routes. And so Coach Landry called me over and he says to me, say, Hendrix, you know, you're too fast for these guys to be running by you. So I just want you to play bump and run coverage. I don't care, you know, don't listen to anybody in the huddle. Every every play, you just cover the guy man to man, bump and run. And so when I did that. Guys couldn't run away from me, and uh, the ball come, I knock it down. It wasn't nothing spectacular. So then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, like, I can do this. This is pretty good. <laughs> and so just to kind of make a long story short, uh, they cut me at the end of the end of the training camp, and they said, well, we may bring you back, and um, you'll stay in shape. And so they cut me. I went home for a couple of weeks. They bring me back a couple of weeks later. And my first game was against St. Louis Cardinals, on Monday Night Football. Hmm. You know who my assignment was against? By Sikahima. I, <laughs> I was coming in on third down. So, and he was a running back. And he was a leading receiver on third down. And so, I had to line up against him. And I win the game. So, I'm, I'm happy to say my first tackle in the NFL was against By Sikahima. <laughs> and when, when I tackled him, I helped him up. And he says to me, what are you doing out here? <laughs> He's like, I want you to be where you. So we knew each other. Aren't you supposed like, to be playing basketball? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you doing out here, man? And so we still laugh about that. He was my very first tackle. So it just shows you the ties with BYU and Utah. I, I mean, we still laugh about that. That's so fun. And I, I think you went up against Glenn Kozlowski as well, if I remember right. Is that, is that right? Had the very first, yeah, in the preseason, my very first pass deflection was Glenn Kowalski, Chicago Bears in London. That was the first game in London <laughs> here. So I have a lot of ties with BYU. Certainly, have a lot of respect. And uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, you know, it's so much venom seems uh, when those teams play. As a player and as as an athlete, I mean, our players and I respect those guys. And those guys respect us. And, and, and we, as as a, as a, as an athlete, you respect your opponents, and they show me nothing but respect when we played them, and we showed them nothing but respect. So I think sometimes the fans get a little rowdy and a little carried away, you know, and that's understandable. But 
the guys on the court, I mean, it's, it's the villain is not that strong on the court. Hmm. You respect the talent and you respect their abilities. No question. Oh, I absolutely love that. I love those stories. Manny, you are incredible. And you also, not only are you fast, you have some hops, too. I was watching some of your highlights <laughs> from your basketball games. So it makes it makes a lot of sense to me that you're just a pure athlete. You can you can play football well, or basketball. That's, that's well, awesome. I, I, have, I have to confess. I mean, thank you. <laughs> when I played in the NFL, the, the talent level was really down. It was probably at its lowest point during the time when I played. I think they were just giving dogs away. And I think anybody could have played uh, back then when I played, no question about it. I don't know about that. All right. Manny Hendricks is the Senior Associate Athletics Director for Development at the University of Utah. Also played basketball for the Utes from 82 to 86. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. No, thank you, and I appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you so much. And that does it for today's show. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. It's a buffet of BYU sports tonight, starting with men's basketball against Manny's Utes, followed by football versus Apollo Creed's Aztecs. This is Cougar Tailgate.